Lord, open our hearts and minds to you. Guide us by your Holy Spirit and grant us wisdom and understanding that as the scriptures are read and your word proclaimed, may we be filled with joy at what you say and let people say, Amen. Our scripture reading for today comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 6, verses 27 through 38. But I say to you who are willing to hear, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on the cheek, offer the other one as well. If someone takes your coat, don't withhold your shirt either. Give to everyone who asks and don't demand your things back from those who take them. Treat people in the same way that you want them to treat you. If you love those who love you, why should you be condemned? Why should you be commended? Even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, why should you be commended? Even sinners do that. If you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, why should you be commended? Even sinners lend to sinners expecting to be paid back in full. Instead, love your enemies. Do good and lend expecting nothing in return. If you do, you will have a great reward. You will be acting the way children of the Most High act, for he is kind to ungrateful and wicked people. Be compassionate just as your Father is compassionate. Don't judge and you won't be judged. Don't condemn and you won't be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and it will be given to you. A good portion packed down firmly, shaken and overflowing will fall into your lap. The portion you give will determine the portion you receive in return. So the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So last week, we talked about the first of the rules, doing no harm. And next week, we'll talk about the third rule, staying in love with God. This week, the second rule is do good. And just like doing no harm, sometimes we have trouble defining what it is to do good. And luckily, Jesus gives us a pretty clear idea of what it takes to do good. The hardest thing about it, though, is that it means doing good for others, doing good for the kingdom, not necessarily doing good for ourselves. Because a lot of the good we try to do, we think of in terms for what it's going to do for us. And as I heard Jesus' words, I was reminded of a tune I love by Miles Davis, So What? And in it, the trumpet blares out periodically, and it sounds like it's just saying, So what? You lend to people that you know are going to pay you back. So what? You love people who already love you. So what? You're kind to people who are kind to you. You lend to people that you know are going to give things back. You give to people that don't really need to be given to. So what? What does any of that accomplish for God? What does any of that do to help build the kingdom? And the thing is, is that Christ points all those things out because we do good in that way. We're doing good for ourselves. 
that if we're going to lend money and we're going to charge interest and we know we're going to get paid back, then we're not really helping somebody else as much as we're helping ourselves in the long run. That if we love somebody that already loves us, we're just ensuring that we keep things the way they are. The other complication that comes in is that sometimes we read this as do good and it doesn't matter what the other person does. And we misread some of what he has to say about turning the other cheek. Doing good means reminding people that there's a greater power over you. If somebody slaps you on the cheek, you offer the other one to say, look, you can try to humiliate me, but if you're going to, do it in full measure because I have something greater. If you want my coat, you can have my shirt as well because I have something greater. You can try to mock me, you can try to humiliate me, but it won't work because I have God on my side. So take it. Take my coat, slap both cheeks. But you won't bring me to your level. It's an act of defiance to remind people that we can love even when they won't. It's an act of defiance to say that you may want to humiliate me and you may want to make me feel like you are better than me, but it doesn't matter to me. In the face of that, we issue our own. So what? What Christ calls us to do, though, is to genuinely love the people who do that. Not to slap them back, not to retaliate, not to hold a grudge, but to love them and to pray for them. Now, too often we let our prayers not be something that we're trying to do good with, but something we are trying to once again do good for us with. Because too often when we pray for our enemies, it's, I pray that they will see things my way. I pray that they will think like me. I pray that they'll figure out they're wrong. And what we should be praying for is that they experience God's love. Because something interesting happens when we pray that somebody thinks like us, then chances are they're going to think like us in all the wrong ways. But if we pray that they experience God's love, we leave it in God's hands to mold their heart. We just give them an example of what it looks like. And the other thing is that we could argue and we could fight and I could say, well, I'm going to be praying that someday you think just like me. thing is that I want them to be better than me. I don't want them to be me. I want them to have a better understanding. I want them to someday be able to tell me, well, you know what? I think this might be right. And me to go, you know what? I, I think you're onto something. And that means going beyond what I can imagine and praying that they experience God's love and God's mercy and His grace the way that I've experienced them. Because I want to lift up my enemies. I want them to be 
healed. I don't want them to be full of hate for no reason. And the interesting thing is that when we share God's love, when we do what Jesus says, and instead of judging people, that we love them. Instead of condemning them, we love them. Instead of holding a grudge, we forgive. That we let go of anger in our own hearts. And maybe, just maybe, we open up a window to God's love that they have never seen open before. Maybe the kindness that we show others is something that they have never experienced in their life. That their whole life has been built on struggle and hardship and they have never known somebody who cared for them simply to care for them. And maybe it's a kind word or a kind deed that reminds them that maybe this isn't so bad after all. Not judging is hard. Terribly hard. Insanely hard at times. Not condemning people for the wrong they have done is even harder. And forgiving people is harder still. Thing is, though, I want you to think of the last time that you prayed to God asking for forgiveness and God's answer was no. I can't think of one. No matter how many times I've messed up, God is always there to forgive me. And if God's always been willing to forgive me, then I have to believe that God is willing to forgive all people. And if God's willing to forgive, who am I to say that God is wrong? And maybe, maybe if I can forgive more, I can accept forgiveness more. And maybe if I can judge less, I will be judged less. And maybe if I do good simply for the sake of doing good, maybe it will help me anyway. Because maybe it will help me be a better person simply by not worrying so much about what I'm going to get. God got me to where I am today. Sometimes I'm not even sure how he got me here. Parts of the way I was kicking and screaming and he was dragging me along and sometimes I was running along eagerly. But here I am. I'm here because God led me here through his mercy and his grace and through the kindness of others. by people who wanted to do good without thinking about what the outcome is going to be. And I was helped by other people's kind words and their good actions, by their thoughtful prayers and their gentle, loving support. I have to recognize that God got me here through other people doing good. And recognize that I need to be that good in the world. 
Because if we do good for others, we are loving them the way that God loves us. That when we forgive others, we are forgiving the way that God forgives us. If God was a one people rebelled in the wilderness, he would have said, well, then for yourselves, I'm gone. He would have said, oh, you faithless generation, I'm out of here. Somebody else can go die on that cross. But that's not what happened. Because God never gives up on us. And God believes in our ability to do good in spite of ourselves. And he believes in our ability to love our enemies. Because Christ can bridge any divide. He can fill any gap. He can help us make that leap of faith across any divide we have. Because he brings us together in love. God's love is something that we can't divide out and split up and portion off and cram into this section and that section. It's something that is there for all. And if we love the way he loves, then we do good the way that he does good. Not with, well, what's in it for me? Not with, well, if I do good now, I don't know that they're going to do good tomorrow, so maybe I should just not give them anything today. But with the faith that we can make it if we try. And that if we try together, we're going to do even better than on our own. And if we act with God, we're going to do things that we never thought possible. That we'll be able to do good in places that we never expected to go. We'll be able to do good for people that we thought we would never be able to help. We will share God's love in ways we never thought possible. But it starts by us doing good for each other. It starts with us helping one another. Think of someone that you disagree with. Think of somebody that you cannot stand. Think of someone who has hurt you. And pray for them. Pray for them that they may experience God's love and God's grace and God's mercy. And remember that they are people too. People with issues, people with problems, people that we may never fully understand. But they're people loved by God. That even if we don't understand what it is God loves about them, we can still pray for them, love them, and do good in God's eyes. No matter what. Because in the end, we don't do it for us. 
We do it because God has already done so much good for us that we can never repay it. But we can pay it forward. And we can put our trust in the Lord. And it's in the Lord's mercy, I pray. Amen.